This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Disney Movie News. We have so much to talk about tonight. We got Mulan casting, Incredibles trailer, and a review of Coco. So hold on to your butts. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Disney Movie News. Silent. Partying. <laughs> it doesn't quite make as much, it's not as hype when there's no noise except for Sarah doing that. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to Disney Movie News. I'm Sarah Sterling and this is Disney Movie News. I'm Popcorn <laughs> Talk. You can follow the Popcorn Talk at Popcorn Talk on Twitter and at Popcorn Talk Network on YouTube. And I'm on Twitter at Sarah Sterling underscore. Who do we have here? OG3? I'm OG, the OG3. OG3. We're here together. And I'm Leo Camacho and you can follow me at Mr. Leo Zombie on Instagram. Or, you know, just Aunt Leo's on beyond the Twitter. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, missed you all. Uh, my name's Keaton, and you guys can follow me all over the interwebs at Keaton Markey. To all the people in the chat already worried about our Coco review, we will do it at the end. Yeah, we don't ever do so that. So that if you haven't seen it, end. you don't have to miss the episode, so don't worry. All right? Got it? Good. All right, guys. How you been? <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. Um, Happy belated Thanksgiving to Happy everybody. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've been in here because uh, we had, what, two weeks off now? Because we weren't here last week. Were we here the week no, before? No, the week no. before, remember, I went to go see we Coco. We saw Coco. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. We were seeing Coco. So, um, yeah, it's been a minute uh, and it's been a long day, uh, mm-hmm. but we're here now, ready to talk about some Disney. I've been waiting for Disney movie days. I feel like, God, I feel like I've been missing the fam, but we've got I was so tired today. I was so tired because I'm on East Coast time. Yeah. And I did not, I was watching Once Upon a Time, the two hour sp- special from last week. And I was, I just finished and I was like, all I want to do right now is go to bed. And, but I was like, but there's so much Disney movie news. There's so much. There's so much to talk about. So much. And I, I hosted another live stream show earlier today, every Wednesday. Now I'm going to have two because I, I have another one now where I host, uh, it's like a retro show. We play like oh, retro Oh, I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so much fun. It is cool. It's like cool because that's like my, my other love, you know. But that drive from freaking Venice Beach to here. Oh, no. Girl, girl, no. It's brutal. So sorry, guys. I'll like snap out of it as soon as we get into the news. So much news, though. Yeah, there's tons of news. Sarah? It's just so funny because, like, some of this is like, oh, my God, I forgot this happened. It feels so long ago at this point. Like, it's going to be like, I know. I know. Um, Disney, we've been long hearing about their upcoming streaming service, the Disney streaming service. They announced it's going to be less expensive than Netflix. They also announced... um, Star Wars series, a Monsters Inc. inspired series, mm-hmm. and a High School Musical series that will be coming to their streaming service. What was the first one? Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Do you um, think okay. it will be live action? Yes. Oh, it's the other Star it's Wars for sure. Oh. They've already got two two animated series under their belt, so oh, it would only make sense. They're Actually, like, technically look, three. They're like, look what we did with Marvel. We're gonna do it with Star Wars now. Yeah, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, but uh, what I was what I was gonna say is uh, one part of the statement they say with that they issued when they said that it was going to be cheaper than Netflix was because they wanted the price to reflect the content. And since they know that initially they're not going to have near, not, not nearly the volume that Netflix or Hulu is going to have, it's going to be more cost of, uh, efficient, efficient for you so that you can afford both at the beginning. And mm-hmm. then I'm sure as the library grows, we may see an increase in price, but it won't be immediate at all. I'm sure as contracts are up with other streaming services such as Netflix and they take the Jessica Jones and the you know all of those shows the Daredevil they take mm. all those commodities back and only allow them on their services they're yeah. going to jack up their prices but even like let's say they take everything back it's a Disney library which is extensive for sure but that's really only at what like 50 some odd movies and then if you count only the animated ones I guess and then 
No, they have a ton. If they put, they're not going to put everything out there. What? Which one are you talking about? Hulu. If now? they like, no, the Disney one. If they put like every Disney ABC, but they're, but they're not going to do that. Oh, you think they'll put the ABC shows oh, sh- on there? Eventually. Eventually. Can, this is just going to. This is just the way for ABC to be like CBS. You weren't good at get, creating a streaming yeah. service. Watch and Are learn. you saying your point was they don't have it that many animated movies? No, no, no. I <laughs> meant like out right now, like on these services. Oh, they definitely don't have the majority of the ones that they've yeah. made out. But but also they're not going to launch the service to put every single movie out on it either. No, so, they would like stagger. Right, they're going to like they're going like, like, to rotate them yeah, and stuff them. like that. Well, and they're back in talks with Fox again. I just saw. I so know. Yeah, you know, they that's, are. That's even more more uh, hot commodities. Yeah. Someone was pointing out that last time we talked about that, I said that they would be uh, owning a share of Hulu. Apparently, they already own a share of Hulu, uh, so they're going to have their hand in every cookie jar. I just really hope so weird. I want the entire series of so weird just so I can watch it and see if it holds up and so scary. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline the crap mm-hmm. out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm right there with you. You know, <laughs> I, love I, that show. I love Fee, that show so what was her much. name? Fee, was that her name? Fiona, yeah. Yeah, oh, so weird. My mom would come in and she'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you hiding? I'm yeah. like, because it's so scary and I'm watching it alone. Yeah, ZSB uh, Lou is saying, uh, I heard they're leaving the Marvel series on Netflix, but anything new stays on the new streaming service. That would make a lot of sense. Um, which, by the way, why would they want to bring it over? You know what I mean? They don't. You know, like self yeah, trash. Yeah, they're still getting. Don't make it all they're confusing. They're still getting that cash money from it, so yeah, they'll cash be fine. Money. Are you gonna? Are you? Are we gonna get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I really like your beanie. Thanks, it's so sure, Mickey. I really like it. Thanks. It looks <laughs> fantastic. Um, the biggest right. news of last week uh-huh. was the teaser trailer for The Incredibles two. Do you want to watch it? I would love to watch have you, have it. Anyone, seen has it? anyone not seen it? No, let's do it. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, well, we're going to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. There he is. There he is. He's, he hasn't grown at all. Nope. No, it's still a baby. It's place the next day. The next day. It's like finding Nemo. It literally does take place five minutes after the first one ends. Are you serious? Yeah. Jack Jack. Love him. Look at Jack Jack. Talk about epic. Terror. Well, not only epic, but just a terrifying child. Baby! That baby laugh though. What I'm wondering is, is Jack-Jack going to uh, have a million powers? Or is it like as he grows up, he starts they start like fading away and then he gets like one power? Ooh. I wonder which of the two it's going to be. You know, like his yeah, genes like, are like all in a mix and stuff like that. And then like when he hits a certain age, it's like only laser beams or only fire. To whatever. be fair, though, Dash was had not hit puberty yet, and his powers was were already settled. So no, I know, but like, but, the, right. but we don't know. Big... We don't know where when their powers right. came, and yeah. if like Dash had super speed, like it's lightning like, bolts and right. fire. It's not like the X Men where it hits at puberty. It's like you pro- you clearly get them at birth, but you don't. I wonder if that's Max Mora says he's a jack of all trades. Uh, that's amazing. Max jack, Mora. jack of all trades. Jack, jack of all trades. I want to clarify jack. some things because I've seen so many criticisms um, since this came out, and it's mostly because of confusion on the part of um, everybody. <laughs> so everyone, ev- a lot of people are complaining because they're like, it's been 13 years, why is Jack Jack still, still a baby? 13 years? Since the first one came out. Yeah, but why are they, where are they getting that number? It's been 13 years since the first Incredibles. Oh, oh the, like, li- I, I was thinking, like, in universe time. No, in, but that's like, my point. They said, they've already said this sequel starts five minutes after the first one ends. Yeah. So, no time has passed. Jack Jack's still a baby. Yeah. The second thing that people seem confused about is they're like, we already knew Jack Jack had powers. Yes, we, the audience, knew. Helen and Bob don't know. Yeah. They, they were not it. there. They were gone. The babysitter only yeah. knows. And then they get home, and then five minutes later, they know. Yeah. 
It's not like 13 years pass and they didn't know oh that the child had superpowers. I'm just remembering how hard I laughed when I first saw that movie with the babysitter on the phone because I was a babysitter at the time. Yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jack-Jack's doing really weird things. jack and you just like hear like it slowly progress or quickly progress into Jack-Jack destroying everything. Everything in the universe. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this movie because I love showed the Incredibles. showed us a really cool scene at D23. That's kind of this same scene where Bob is discovering that Jack-Jack has powers. Bob is babysitting Jack-Jack. Um, and he falls asleep, and Jack-Jack fights a raccoon in the backyard. The raccoon is, like, trying to come inside or something. Does and the raccoon he, die? Mm-mm. It's Disney. Come on. I mean, he fights it's him. Sad. It's a really epic fight, though. Awesome. You're going to love it. Awesome. Because I love raccoons. You love raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I saw a big Someone, old raccoon on my trip. Disney uh, Film Facts gives you props for your impression, your babysitter. Your Kari impression. Oh, thank your Kari you. Your Kari impression was really great. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, anyway. Anyways, yeah, so that, that was happened. Cool. That was cool. That a little underwhelming, though. Yeah, it w- they didn't give us I wish much. We got an, yeah. I mean, you, you were probably really underwhelmed because you, you've already seen it. <laughs> so I was like, hey, like, come after, on. After 13 years, I've been waiting long enough. Give me more than a teaser, please. It's a teaser. you got to start with a teaser. Nah. Anyway. I don't care. This trailer makes me poop my pants poop right in your pants it's wrinkling time huh. oh. <laughs> all right guys wake me up when it's over oh my god ah. <laughs> who are you <laughs> this looks amazing i don't know about that i'm just i'm just every time they say anything i hear an echo and it just says tomorrowland i will, i feel like no. this is gonna do what tomorrowland couldn't do they're totally anything? different concepts i'm not saying the concept's the same i'm just hoping captain kirk is in this the one same way Based on the classic novel, Tomorrowland. I should go reread this. Wrinkle it! You gotta wrinkle it. She should be Riri Williams instead of Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle it. This is really creepy. The ant arrives in my hand instantaneously. So you fall to space. More likely wrinkle it. Wrinkle uh. it. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I've seen this. Uh-huh. No, this is new. I haven't watched this. Yeah, yeah, this is not the first trailer, right? Yeah, it's a new one. Queens. Three queens. And we're here to help you find them. Zach, Calvin, Oh, bro. Search of warriors. Warriors who serve the good and the light in the universe. Uh-huh. You're kidding. My name's Al Woods. I'm kidding. Like, it's hard? I'm not. I don't know who Zach Galifianakis plays. He plays Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, <laughs> like he plays Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Never really. Oh, Mindy Kaling. Is you be a warrior? Be a warrior, yeah. <clears throat> lettuce. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at the lettuce people. <laughs> the lettuce people. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to think of that. They take you like Lattice. <laughs> How cool, though, are the costumes of those queens? Yeah, even if you can't see it. Oh, Candy Land. The happy medium Zach Galifianakis plays. That's. That song, like, sweet dreams are made mm-hmm. of... They use that in so many trailers. Mm-hmm. For this. Mm-hmm. Huh? Not just for this. I feel like for a ton of other movies. Well, I, would, uh, I was going to say um, Suicide Squad really started that trend. Not that it was it didn't happen before, but Suicide Squad popularized using, like, classic music. Really? I would say Guardians of the Galaxy did. In the trailer. Didn't they use Ugachuk in the I mean, trailer? they did, but that was, like, oh, because gosh, that was yeah. the film soundtrack. Like, I feel like... Suicide Squad was like, all right, we're it just going to... It was also on the film soundtrack. What? Three Meme Rocks today. Yeah, but, like, the whole soundtrack was not classic rock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just used a song from the soundtrack, which was composed of a bunch of different random classic songs. But, like, Suicide Squad using Bohemian Rhapsody for some reason started this, like, crazy trend of everybody doing it all of a sudden. Yeah, I wonder probably if it's the same did. trailer house, though, that's doing yeah, it, you well, know? Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a cue from Guardians, but I, it's, like, I distinctly remember seeing that articles start popping up about it around Suicide Squad's time. Mm. It's not that it didn't happen before ever, 
But that that movie for because it made a it made a it was the second trailer that had Bohemian Rhapsody, and then it got people excited for the movie where the first trailer that just had like a generic yeah. thing that didn't. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, that's the secret. That's why all these movies have been doing great. Just do. Put in a song, even though it's a terrible movie. Anyway, I just read re-wrinkle, reread Wrinkle in Time, and I have a feeling they have added a lot more to the movie because the plot is very simple. I'm going to reread it's it now. It's too simple for a movie, I what's feel the, like. What's the plot? The plot is that there's this girl, Meg. She has a little brother named Charles Wallace who's like a kid genius, and she has other siblings. They don't matter. Her mom and dad are scientists. Her dad has been gone for, like, a long time, and, like, everyone in the community thinks that he just, like, abandoned the family, but, like, their mom won't tell them anything, and they know it's, like, something bad. Science-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He, she meets this, like, cool kid from school, and they, like, meet these three witches who are Oprah, Mindy Kaling, and Reese Witherspoon. Best witches <laughs> ever! <laughs> they call them witches because they don't really understand what they are. Um, and then, basically, the witches are like, you have to go save your father. And, like, they transport them to different, like, planets and realms and, like, dimensions. And, basically, there's, like, this, like, dark... They just call it, like, the darkness that's, like, invading planets and how, like, there are people on each planet that are, like, fighting the darkness like off. Moana. I was about to say, basically, the plot of <laughs> Moana. And so, like, her father had been, like, you know, his his research had been, like, involved with fighting this, like, dark force. And he got captured by it. It's super creepy when they go to the planet that, like, is under the control of the darkness because, like, everyone is, like, mind-controlled. It's very, like... Mm-hmm. Like, it's really creepy. <laughs> anyway, and then I don't want to give too much more away. Okay, <clears throat> all right. It's really good, though. Super and Halo. I haven't read the book, but I feel like Mindy Kaling and Reese Witherspoon are miscasting. How can you even make that? Yeah. You literally just admitted that you are unqualified to make that call. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and why makes Oprah? Like, why are you okay with Oprah? Oh, You're not okay with her because she's woman. Oprah. The thing about the witches is, is um, Mrs. Witch, Mrs. What's-It, and Mrs. Who. Who's its what's its galore? Which as in like which one, not which, like which, a witch. Which why and who? Which. Which, who, and what's it? Oh, what's it? And um What's it's not one of them? I would just like who's to Who's playing who? They're all technically miscast because they're supposed to be super old, theoretically. Oh, that's but, why Oprah's okay. But they their their <laughs> forms Oprah's their beautiful. forms are not their true forms. They change form. Like their true form is like some weird magic horse thing. I feel like it might be the lettuce thing. Oh, they should have cast Seabiscuit. Um Seabiscuit's dead. Guys, Disney movie news. Um, so there's news. no way that they can be miscast because they can take any form that they want. Okay. I'm actually really excited for Mindy Kaling to be Mrs. Who because Mrs. Who's the coolest one. Miss- oh, she yes. only is it. Is it Mrs. Who? I forget. One of them only speaks in riddles, and it's really no, that's cool. Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, they said at D23 that you were there, right? Yeah. They were like, in the book, she speaks in riddles from like classic literature but then for the movie they like took a lot of other influences like rap songs oh for, my like, gosh it's really cool yeah she's gonna bust out alexander hamilton uh, it's possible i have a, hey i'm not mad about it um uh, who's who's tupac, oprah tupac, tupac. she's, uh, she's witch. just a talk show witch host. yeah um and she gives everybody bees i don't know y'all are just typecasting reese and mindy because they have never been in something like this stop being rude oh, you guys are weird <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm not like, that pumped about it, but I will watch it. Obviously, I'm super good. stoked about it. I, I'm I'm excited. I think because I went into <laughs> Tomorrowland really excited for Disney Disney to take on sci-fi and do it well, and then they didn't they do did it not. great. They did not give me what I needed and what this I wanted. Is like fantasy sci-fi, which will be interesting. Um, obviously, they could do sci-fi well. I just hope the Calvin. No, not Calvin. Calvin's, um, I hope that Charles Wallace is good. Mm -hmm. If Charles, the little boy, if Charles Wallace isn't a good actor, it's going to be terrible. Because Charles Wallace is like a freak of nature. He's like a five-year-old who talks like a 40-year-old, like, scholar. Isn't that like smart kid? Does it work in the book? No, it's like weird, but it's like, that's what he is. And he can also like read people. Oh. He's like really perceptive. Yeah. I, by the way, I just said that Disney does do sci-fi well because they do Star Wars well. And Tron, 
You can't argue that Tron was done well because it wasn't. The first 30 minutes <laughs> of Tron Legacy were done very well, but the rest of that movie is literally, um, it's, it's th- you could throw it away. It's completely forgettable. The climax is boring. The only, it's only good until the end of the bike scene, the, the, the light cycle scene. And then after that, when they go off the grid, it's like, I'm good. Thanks for that 30-minute like, episode example, of Tron. The first time you see Charles Wallace in the books, it's like Meg wakes up in the middle of the night and comes downstairs, and Charles Wallace is like already down there and has already made her hot chocolate because he knew she was going to wake up. Creepy! The DGCC is saying, do you think this uh, is, is saying, I think this would make a better TV show than a movie. What do you no, think? I don't think it even has enough content That's for a movie. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it's too short. <laughs> but it, it, do they go to like different universes and stuff? In the, in the books, they only go to like but, but but it's possible to yeah. Chan- yeah so then in that case it would be cool you know they're gonna turn this into a freaking series guys just wait oh. like come on this is what Disney does well I mean they're they're redoing the the Golden Compass right isn't that one uh, it's not Disney no I know but mm-hmm. it's a book that was made into a movie that is they're not trying game. to redo one of the rings like that's it that they was... already did it well enough you don't need to do it again well but we don't know anything about that yet it's not we gonna be know... the same story yeah we, it, we're probably not gonna follow the fellowship it's probably just gonna take place in Middle Earth which right. honestly if they do that right it could be dope. pretty cool okay, you know well. the, you know like if it followed like the Rangers of the North the Dunedain if you will I would be super excited about that like why like why did Aragorn like like his or whole path of exile like if it followed him which it could because he's 80 years old there's also multiple wrinkle Sorry, in guys. time books I just remembered there's what there's more than one wrinkle in time book uh, they said there's more rings I'm like I know <laughs> yeah no Tom Bombadil $10 says Tom Bombadil will be included in the show at some point as a character who just sort of wanders in and out of different random episodes Bombadil. but he definitely won't execute the same power that he has it'll be that subtle Tolkien anyways this is not Lord of the Rings movie news anyway I love Lord of the Rings. FYI, you guys, me and Sarah, we bond we over it. We love Lord of the Rings. You that was one later? of the things. Yeah, was, was, that, was that one of the things you guys like? Yeah. Really got you. Well, you we want to hang out tomorrow? We can watch it when I'm doing pin stuff. Yeah, well, because I have nothing in the evening, so we can. Okay, yeah, so. Uh, maybe we'll live stream while we do it. That'd be fun. Yeah, uh, we'll do. We'll do a. We'll do a Lord of the Rings watch along fellowship. Right. I mean, fellowship? all my all my other friends are gonna be there. Also, you look like a two towers kind of girl. Whoa! You return of the king. No, Return of the King. Return of the King is stupid. One, I think. Yeah, my girl. <laughs> we just had this oh, conversation. No. Return <laughs> of the King. Sarah loves so all of the closing. Because you know, like emotional it closes every payoff circle. after emotional payoff after emotional payoff that's after what, emotional that's payoff after emotional I, payoff. I, I will I, say. Mm, can I say one thing? Say one thing. If maybe it'll help influence your answer. No one likes that we're talking. One about redeeming factor of Return of the King. That didn't even make the theatrical cut, but is in the extended cut. The Mouth of Sauron. The Mouth of Sauron is amazing! <laughs> One of the best characters in that whole trilogy. Anyway, we got to talk about Disney. Let's talk about it. Fellowship of the Ring is the best okay. because it's such a good job setting up all these great characters also that like shy, most movies suck at because there's too many, They but they juggle them perfectly. But then Two Towers is the most epic because... It's he, a fight scene. It's, it's, a two, so it's like a two-hour fight scene. scene. Okay, okay, let's right, see. Right, right. Let's and play um, Can You Spot Leo in this video of Mark Hamill surprising guests on Star Tours. <laughs> I've blink. watched it so many times. Don't blink. Don't blink. So Don't blink. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like we're missing someone. Do you know what? The captain did mention something about a special passenger. Oh, and the force is strong with this. Where's Leo? Where's Leo? And and uh, I'm in the cabin with my kid. And Tiffany Chris, all the fam is there. All right, it's over. I'm never in this again. Oh, we were the very first cabin, which was mostly full of Disney executives, so they didn't use very much footage of it. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That's that's our boy Dustin right there. That guy. There's Dustin. He's the one. The one that. Yeah, the, the one, one keep... sitting next. Oh, to look, there's Mo. There's Mo. Luke Skywalker. He's sitting right in front of me. I was like, that guy has the best hair. The interview. I got to talk about my interview after. May the force be with you. Oh my god. In my video, I, I uploaded the whole thing on my YouTube. And on my when he says, May the force be with you. And I go, Luke Skywalker and Kate said, May the force be with me. All right, so uh, Disney set up this uh, publicity stunt at Disneyland. How many weeks ago at this point? Like almost three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago. Um, where Mark Hamill surprised guests on Star Tours. He did it multiple times for a few cabins of people, and Leo happened to be on one of them. The first one. The of first them. one, the test round. That's right. 
Um, yeah, it was amazing. I got to ride Star Tours with Mark Hamill. And then afterwards, they did that interview. Like, you saw that girl. I was like, this is the best thing. Um, then when they were talking to me, I'm like, dude, I just rode, I just rode Star Tours with Luke Skywalker. He's a, Mark Hamill's a pop pop culture icon he's luke skywalker he's the voice of the joker and then like everybody gave me these thousand yard stares that they were like what yeah leo's interview didn't get used because he mentioned non-disney well they didn't use a full interview they interviewed me for like three minutes but i was just thinking i'm like you need it but i'm like literally he's one of the most prolific voice actors in the last 15 years like give the man some props for it he redefined how we think of the joker nothing dude nothing i get it we don't own dc i get it doesn't mean you can't give him props Anyway, that happened. Yes, and uh, you may all uh, tweet at me so that I can um, divvy out dreams since I'm living all of your dreams. Oh my god, Leo. You don't need to be a D about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to hold this chair right now. Yeah, take, him down, take him down a peg. I don't know where it is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, great, now I can't. Okay, I'll just stay down here for a little bit. I'll just stay down there. That's, you. that's, that's where you're in timeout. Anyway, that's a cool thing that happened. I can't even like, lift it if I wanted to. You have to stand up. I know. Um, oh my God. That's what you get. That was my camel yelling at you. Uh, I think we can move on. We have a lot of other All stuff. Right. Uh, okay, well, I, I plan to do a little review of the Big Hero 6 TV show where they released like a... It was almost a... It was a movie, like a, basically. The way they do it, you know, where it's like, it's technically a movie. Um, so Leo and I watched it. I want, I like, I put it on the lineup before we watched it because we like watched it and we weren't that crazy about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So now we don't have that much to say. It's definitely targeted at a younger audience. It's not like Tangled where it's targeted at a younger audience, but it's kind of enjoyable for anybody. No, I think it is. I just think that this one, I think it was too long. It was too long. It didn't, I don't know. It didn't pop. I was hoping it would pop a little more, you know what I mean? I mean, we just, like, Leo was, like, Leo stopped watching it, like, five minutes Which is saying something, because I love Big Hero 6, uh-huh. you know? But I was, like... At first, yeah. I was really excited, because the concept of the whole feature is the space in between the, like, Baymax dying, like, in the vortex and a hero remaking him. It's, like, what happens in that time when he's remaking Baymax, which I thought was a really cool concept. Yeah. No, that was cool. But... It takes so long for him to become Baymax, though. Yeah, and so I just, I don't know, we didn't really like it. But I'll give it another try once the, like, show actually yeah, starts. Once it gets its legs. I haven't watched it at all. Yeah, everyone in the chat is like, I had no idea it was already on. Yeah, that's the thing. The only the only reason I knew it was out, other than Sarah telling me, which I already knew when you said it, mm. was because uh, I follow uh, Ryan uh, Potter. Potter on uh, yeah on Instagram, and he, and he made a post about it. Which is weird because, like, as he's grown up, he's completely changed. His personality's completely changed from when he originally did the voiceover for mm-hmm. a hero. And I'm like, oh, that guy? That guy's, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, streetwear oh. wearing, like, foul mouth guy. And I'm also the voice of Hero Hamada. <laughs> it's like, okay, weird. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of hear that. I hear that, like, it's I love on, Ryan. It's you know, Disney like, yeah. Sorry, I'm, like, a big sorry. fan of him. But, like, but it's like you can definitely hear the shift in his personal life changing the way Hero speaks in my opinion um they changed honey lemon's hair to be red oh yeah she's a like weirdly strawberry redhead blonde girl thing now um wasabi's jacked he's huge we can move on um i feel like okay should we yeah potter is the new beast boy by the way we're putting coco at the end so let's talk about yeah let's talk about mulan yeah this was announced today but just Right, just finishing that thought. Ryan Potter is Beast Boy in the new Teen Titans live action. So the voice of Hero is now Beast Boy, which I think is good casting. I think that's a good transition. He went from a little kid to now like playing a teenager with like trying to find himself. Anyways, continue. And now we have Mulan. And now we have who does find Mulan. herself in her epic journey. Um, we talked to about China. Mulan. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Her name is pronounced Liu mm-hmm. Yifei. Okay, Liu Yifei. She's Mulan. She's perfect. I'm pumped. She is dope. She's great. She's uh, first of all, she's in a million kung fu movies. Uh, She's been in movies with Jet Li and Jackie Chan. She's been. uh, She's a huge star in China. She's a singer. Um, She's a dancer too. She's a dancer, and I know she's a Chinese superstar. And so you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like, well, you know, what's she going to sound like? She speaks perfect English with a slight Chinese accent. Wait, can we find any interviews with I just I'm just curious yeah. to what what's the what her voice for, sounds like, like. Forbidden Kingdom or Magic Kingdom or whatever it is, the movie she was in with Jet Li and and um and uh, and Jackie Chan. There's a little interview with her and you can hear her speak and it's it's perfect. You just just 
like a slight Chinese accent, but it's like um, it's be- it's she sounds beautiful when she speaks. So like I'm really excited to uh, to see her play this role because she's done action roles before. Uh, martial she's a she's I'm a martial artist. I'm so excited because like they're gonna she's gonna do her own stunts. Yeah, prom, and she's most likely. Stunning. And like she's so pretty. Like to see her get buoyed up mm-hmm. is gonna be amazing. I'm excited. Yeah, no, they couldn't have picked a better Mulan in my opinion. Uh, Where's she at? Where's she this at? is one of those cases where like the casting it's like Jungle Book, the kid that they picked from Mowgli. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, oh so good. Solid work. So good. There she is. Is that her speaking there English? She is. Is she speaking English? If yeah, you type her, I'm not sure. Type her name and then write the word English. So, uh, so L I U, space uh, Y I F E I. Yeah, and I'm just, just English. So excited! As excited as I've been for all the Aladdin casting announcements to come out mm-hmm. over the past couple mount- months. Oh yeah. Now that. But see, like that one's. I like the casting of Aladdin. I'm not super sold on Jasmine, though. I would agree with you, but, I, but I've been excited about to see kind of that yeah. whole movie come. This is exactly, yeah. Oh, this is oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she's great. And she's got such a, like, You're a... lucky because my character name is Golden Sparrow, and she's very oh, she's strong so and has a very different, strong personality. Because she's the only hero, woman hero in the film. She's the female lead, and she have to be with... Jackie, Jet, Michael, all the time. This is so Dragon Ball the movie, by the way. Must be very strong. Dragon Ball, as in Dragon Ball Z. No, it's Yui Fei. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and she is a, a singer also, and comes from a Louis television Fei. series that was popular. Liu. So, oh, she gonna sing? And Hong Kong. Like Liu. So her star like Liu. is rising there. She's a new talent. That no, is, it's L I U. Liu. On the set, we have fun. You know, with Jack, with Jason. Yeah, what's this we movie called? The Forbidden like, Kingdom. The Forbidden Kingdom. Forbidden yeah. Kingdom, yeah. It's just like weird because the premise follows about it follows a white kid who likes kung fu movies, and then like he gets sucked into one. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but it's like weird that the only reason they were able to make a kung fu movie in the states was by making a white guy the main actor. Yeah, and it's not good. I've I've seen this movie. I saw it years and years ago. So she's dope. That seems cool. I like her. I like the enemy. We don't need to talk about Forbidden Kingdom. I'm just saying, like. Like it's a shame, but she has obviously worked. She's like, she's 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 a international, you know. No, like she's, she's, she's going to be a movie. star, and I'm so movies. excited, and I'm so excited they cast a, a, a Chinese actress. Yeah, no, um, perfect casting, lover, perfect. Give me I more. think we have to leave the Infinity War coverage to Marvel Movie News Why? because we have two more huge things we need to discuss, and well, we have we ten got. minutes. We'll see what we got. We have fifteen minutes. We let's do just do a quick. We can just show it. Let's do it quick. You just want to show it? Yeah, let's just okay, watch. Let's and just, just say it. just say we're keep all hyped it super about brief. It. Here we go. Infinity I don't trust you to keep it brief. <laughs> no, I'll keep it brief. <laughs> keep it brief. There was an idea. Go on for like ten minutes about it. <laughs> to bring together a group of remarkable people. Sorry, I'm doing Disney movie news today. So I can't many. Let's see if we could become something more. They went with the love affair with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. So Why isn't he purple? In, uh, change. Fight the battles. Why has he never changed before? He has. He has. That they never. Why is she blonde? Because she's a woman and dyed her hair. Okay, she's not an object that can't change. By the way, this intro with this it. sketching, I don't like it, but it's like a thousand times better than the DC equivalent. But they need to come up with something else. They took out the uh, the comic books in them, right? Yeah, yeah the comic so book was way cooler. But I guess yeah. after a decade and some Spider change. Spider senses. Spider sense tingle. Okay. Yes, Tom Holland. Run from it. Look, you're going to be bad again in this. He's always good at that. Right, how do we feel He's about this look? Looks great. I, I wish they would have. I like it. I wish they would have given him a. He looks good. He looks fun. The spider suit's cool. Now Thanos is good. It's the only way to make a practical fighting Thanos. But I wish he would have had a little more armor. Like they've been setting him up in that armor for so long. Instead Get him of giving his him like, his workout uniform. So we got Hulk Buster coming in. Um, Captain America be with beardy aliens. We don't know what they are all about yet. But you got to have alien hordes to fight. Taking there he is, moving, removing the gem. Does that mean Vision's going to lose all of his vision? Vision will probably die. Yeah, it, Vision's it, dead. In the comics, uh, there is a 
sub-story of Thanos. So what he says there is he says uh, fun isn't something that you take into consideration when you're take, like changing reality or whatever. Um, he says, but this is putting a smile on my face. There's literally uh, a Marvel series, comic book series, about Thanos collecting all the stones. And he said that once he had like the first three or four or whatever it was, he could have just easily just attained the last one using the other stones. Guardians! you guys. Um, but he didn't, he manually went and got them because it was like the only fun he had had, like, you know, in forever and ever and ever. Thanos is one of, with the Infinity Gauntlet, is one of the most powerful beings other than the Tribunal in the Marvel Universe. So this is going to be really interesting to see how they play this out. Is he going to win? Are they going to fight? Are the Avengers going to take him down? Is he going to kill Vision at the end of the movie? Is there going to be another Infinity? Yeah, there's two Infinity War movies. I'm just saying, like, how is this going to work? I know, but how is it going to work out? You know, like, because if he wins, is the universe over? And if he loses, it's going to end on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I get it. But why are you asking questions? I'm just proposing all of the possible (laughs) outcomes for this movie. What I've heard, like the most um, popular uh, theory that Marvel TV, Marvel movie news has, is that um, a lot of people are going to die, and then with the reality stone, they're going to like reset it back. Oh, that's that's interesting. And then and then Infinity War Two is going to start with Stanley going, "Hey, true believers, welcome to the Marvel Universe reboot." Yeah, it's going to lead into uh, Battle World and also, like, Secret, secret Wars well, with uh, Brie Larson and all that. But will they do Secret Wars? Because... No, they, they're definitely... This gonna... is kind of like Secret Wars, isn't it? Uh, no, well, Brie Captain Larson's Marvel. movie is going to... Yeah, Captain Marvel is going to go more into it, and it's going to be set in the past uh, uh, with sense. Nick Fury having two eyeballs, actually. And there's, like, a... a they're going to de-age him? They're going to... Oh, they're going to recast him, I wonder. And there's, there's also a theory going around that uh, Black Widow's a scroll already from this point on. Is that why she's blown now? Okay. Uh, like around the Captain uh, Winter Soldier, she became a scroll, I believe. I just, I what don't want that? to do Secret Wars. We a can't scroll, get into it. A scroll is like basically what Thanos looks like, but that he's not a scroll. But it's like they have that look. They're like green. They fight the Fantastic Four a lot, but they have like the lines on their chins. And then the Secret Wars is a storyline in Marvel Comics where everyone basically, every Marvel character ever was actually a scroll because they can change themselves to look like whoever and they can take the powers of whoever. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. I hope they don't do that. I think it's kind of clumsy, but it would make sense in a way. Anyway. I, I did hear that somebody else said that they thought Black Widow was... Yeah, Secret evil. Invasion. Sorry, Secret oh. Invasion, not Secret Wars. Secret Wars was the one where Thanos did the planet and invited all the heroes to fight each other. That's where Spider-Man got the symbiote originally. Uh, all right, you have five more words to say. I'm excited about Infinity War. Okay. Me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, she said you had five words. I had more than it's that. It's just like impossible for us to do both topics it's okay. in ten minutes. Let's move on. Go, Let's move go, on. Go. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about John Lasseter. I'm not going to say anything. I'll let you do it because you have uh, Last week, it, uh, John Lasseter preemptively uh, released a statement to Pixar employees and said he was taking a six-month leave of absence due to what he called missteps. Um, and then he did this in advance of a Hollywood Reporter article that came out um, detailing uh, sexual misconduct mm. that has been Important happening. Yeah, I, I disagree with people calling it sexual assault because I think assault is a very strong word that should be used appropriately. I agree with sexual misconduct um, and harassment, sexual harassment for sure. Um, and so that happened. And then there was an article in Deadline today. That, today? Yeah. I didn't that, read it. Um, said that it just had a, a actually a woman who worked in uh, at Pixar who uh, did not allow them to name her name who was a high up producer exec there had a lot to say about it said that Disney has known about this and has has at times sent um what was it what uh, like um, chaperones with him to events to make sure he's mm-hmm. never alone to make sure he doesn't get himself into a bad situation so it just all of this stuff is it's yeah. really hard to swallow and to figure out how to deal with it when you see somebody like John Lasseter, who I know all three of us have, have admired. Um, you know, and there's so many people who do admire him. He's, he's created some amazing uh, work. Come, it comes out that he's done these bad things or potentially yeah. has done these bad things, and it's like, how do you kind of grapple with that? And yeah. Well, interestingly enough, obviously, everybody kind of comes out and goes, oh, so, see, no, Disney's just as messed up as everyone else, and are you going to stop watching Disney now to protest it? Sarah, I think 
kind of a really great point is sort of the difference between Johnny Depp and John Lasseter. Right. And so I think you should I'm a that. big proponent of protesting your protesting with your wallet. Um, a lot of people have been like asking, AKA Battlefront Two with EA made a huge difference. A lot of people are like, should we see Pixar films still? I think there's a really, really huge difference between this case and a lot of other um, sexual uh, harassment allegations that have been coming out in Hollywood recently because mm-hmm. the problem with boycotting Pixar films is that John Lasseter's victims are also Pixar employees. Yep. So by boycotting Pixar films, you're simultaneously hurting his victims, whereas normally if you boycott a film or a TV show or an album by someone who's been accused of sexual misconduct, you are not hurting their victim by not supporting them. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's a huge point. Yeah. Um, to the people in the chat, uh, so this is a very common thing. People are like, but he hasn't, he hasn't been proven guilty of these things. That's another really big difference in this case versus a lot of other cases is that he himself wrote a statement to his company, like admitting that he's done things wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was f- like, he's definitely in some way being forced to take a step back right. by everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, just, it's not just like an unfounded like yeah. allegation. Like right. obviously everybody at Disney knows that stuff happens. So mm-hmm. to say that like he's not been proven guilty, it's like he's admitting it. Like everyone right. else is admitting right. it. It's but there like, are, definitely there, true. There certainly are levels of things, right? Like misconduct is not abuse. It's not uh, assault. Right, like there are, it's like levels of perjury, right? Like you can it's, it's, fake a signature, or you can pretend to be somebody. There's all of this difference. stuff that's coming out. It's it's changing society and the way we are going to have to deal with, like how you raise boys, really, like right. boys, girls, like and and kind of knowing people's boundaries, whether they're women or whether they're men. But and sometimes I wonder if that's just simply like a position of power that he that they like corrupts the person. Well, you know what I mean? And yeah, well, and that's 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 the main issue with all of these huge men within the entertainment industry, and, and not only in the inter- entertainment industry, but political, whatever, mm-hmm. but they're all people in positions of power. And that's that's what's not okay. I mean, this stuff is not okay at all, but then when you use your power to kind of get away with things and then shut people up, sure. that's what's not okay. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope that anybody who is a victim and who or who feels like he crossed the line I hope they find peace and that they do they really have a move called did they really yeah. call it the Lassiter where you turn your head as you hug him so he won't kiss you on the lips oh my god! it's the Lassiter the Lassiter um, we obviously don't have a, a lot of time to go into this in depth but I did talk about this at length with Skylar and Andy on the Dcast. if you want to download the episode that I was on because we talked about it for like literally half the episode um, basically my like end point is that it's really hard to deal with and it's like an unfortunate situation but hopefully this leads to more women and people of color having a stronger voice and position at Pixar and Disney because that's the only way that like things won't become like a male echo chamber boys club mm-hmm. which is probably what caused this in the first place right, probably yep anyway uh, but also it's well important said, so Sarah. you guys know like because this is something we get accused of a lot. It's like we only point out the sunny side of Disney. And as you guys all know, uh, I am a uh, chronic troll. And I love pointing out the negative. But it's important to... It's news. It's Disney news. It's present. And we're just acknowledging it. That's all it is. We're not happy with it. It sucks, obviously. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah. And on a lighter note, we are going to talk about Coco. We could do it spoiler-free. Yeah. I mean, we can do a spoiler-free one now. We've got a few minutes, right? Uh, yeah. How we looking? How we looking in the clock? We got like four minutes um, on real time. Quick one, and then maybe next week we can actually do. It now that everyone will have a couple of weeks by then to have seen it, yeah. and then we can kind of break it down more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we have yeah. Spoiler free review, so you don't have to leave. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like, oh what? my god! <laughs> <laughs> He's getting it ready. <laughs> Coco is like the silver lining of like all the negative Pixar yeah. info coming out because Coco is incredible. Increíble. Increíble. Okay, chamaco. But I heard the Frozen short before. I didn't see the Frozen short because mm. it wasn't before my screening. But did you guys see the Frozen? Oh short? really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I saw the fro- I saw Coco again yesterday for my third time. So I saw the Frozen short again. <laughs> I liked uh, it better the second time. You spent an hour now watching. You the liked Frozen it better short. the second time. The third time, not as much. Um, my dad leans over to me after we because I went and wa- we saw it with my parents, 
Um, and my dad leans over and goes, that was a that was a long preview. I was like, it's not a preview, Dad. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> they need to do more like warnings to people outside the theater. Like there needs to be a sign up that's like, I, by the way, I can tell my parents are like, oh, what are we? Are we watching like a Frozen? Movie? We went to a three o'clock showing of Coco yesterday, and Coco didn't start till three forty because of trailers and the short. Oh, wait, was that in the AMC? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Were you, were you there? <laughs> yeah. at the same no, showing I, as we <laughs> I went to an AMC as well to see yeah. it, and it legit didn't start like forty minutes after. Yeah. Like I sat down. Um, the frozen short was fine. It was just kind of there. It was like yeah. Uh, again, Sarah and I stick strongly to our perspective that the thing we thought we were going to hate the most about Frozen turned out to be the only thing we absolutely loved about Frozen, and that is Olaf. Olaf. Right. Uh, he's funny. He, just because Josh Gad's hilarious. Yeah. But I didn't think the music was particularly memorable or particularly great um i mean it was cute but it was didn't need to be that long uh in the end i don't think i learned anything about any traditions from any walk of life other than like maybe one joke or two Mm -hmm. um i didn't get it it was it's clearly a cash grab and that's what bugs me um but coco is amazing coco Um, though like literally i and what's interesting is i have yet to see like anybody say they didn't like it i mean i've seen we've seen yeah, we have a friend that you were like, she didn't like it. This was my only... She was like, it's exactly like Book of Life. Which it's is not, true. though. No, it's not <laughs> like anybody Book of says Life. That, it's not. If anybody says that, it's like I immediately disregard your She's opinion the only one. forever. They have two central themes that are the same. One, Dia de los Muertos. And two, uh, a Mexican musician who plays guitar whose family doesn't approve. That's it. That's where all the similarities stop. One is a love story. Or the other one is one about chasing your dreams and, you know, it's about family. family. Like, those are very different ideologies, number one. And um, and number two, like, the way they go about their sort of, uh, you know, their development into acceptance, because, I mean, obviously they both end with the family, like, ah, you can play music, whatever, is completely different. The adventure is not even, not even close to being the same. I liked the music in Book of Dead better. Book, Book of, of Death. Book of so Life. Book you don't even remember the name of the movie. Sorry, Book of Life. But it's yeah, that's because, uh, it was that's pop, because music, it's pop music. Probably. But my biggest thing with Coco, I thought everything was beautiful. The animation was absolutely breathtaking. They, I never knew you could make wrinkles look pr- so as pretty as my, they my made Grandma Coco. Coco's wrinkles. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, my biggest thing though is they. It was very predictable. I figured out what See, that twist was going to be. Probably, I thought within the, I thought the twist was very gonna quickly, be very quickly. N- not what it was. I thought it was going to be about him like getting back. You know what I mean? So, anyways, I won't. That's all. Yeah, I yeah. I don't, I don't want. I don't want to spoil like, anything. But yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. The hairs on her chin. I know that was dope. The biggest difference, by the way, and one of the most important things overall, uh, and this will be the last thing I say on comparison, is that Book of Life is. Um, a movie that has some Spanish, overall Hispanic um, qualities to it, but it is not inherently a movie about the culture, nor does it accurately portray the culture consistently, where Coco is 100% accurate, like, or, you know, let's say 98% because maybe I'm missing something, but it is very, very cemented in Mexican culture, and yet it doesn't rely on that to be a good movie. Whereas, like, for example, Book of Life takes pop culture songs and makes them Spanish, right? It's like Coco is just a good movie that happens to be Mexican. And it's like you may like that song that they play by the Beatles, but it's cool now because it's Mexicanized. And I don't think that, you know what I mean? Like, it's a very different tone. It's a very different aesthetic. Coco is honestly one of the coolest, most, like, authentic Hispanic movies I think I've seen where wholeheartedly commits to the culture and yet doesn't rely on it to tell the story. Like, you could easily tell that story assuming there was, um, you know, remove the, the Dia de los Muertos thing and just take the idea of, like, the land of the dead. And you can make it anything. You can make it African. You can make it Asian. And the story would still hold up on its own. It's just even cooler because there happens to be history behind it in Mexico. And I think that's amazing. That's, like, so cool. It's so on the money. It's, like... The world they I'm created. Proud I'm proud of it. The, the the world of the dead. The one of the most beautiful things I've seen, like on screen. It was like in paint. Ah, it's a it's aesthetically it's so beautiful. The color. And, and by the way, I like Book of Life a lot. I do too. I'm not taking away from it. I just want to point out the differences and how much more authentic I feel Coco was to like. 
the people it was portraying. Like, Channing Tatum playing a Mexican character? Stop it. Oh. I'll let you slide this time, but stop it. No, just Coco's stop Coco's sake. I'm not letting well, we can't go, well, we can't go back in time. <laughs> we can't go back. So good movie. Sarah, what do you think about Coco? I loved it. I was letting Leo go off because he's Hispanic. But, um, no, I loved it. I loved every single part of it. I thought the story was strong. I thought the music was great. I thought the visuals were amazing. I thought the voice acting was awesome. Really um, good. Yeah. Really good um, voice acting. And that little kid is amazing. Can I tell you something, man? It feels Again? like a classic picture. Can I, like, rant a little bit more? Yeah. Okay. So, until he makes Everyone out there who has an abuelita, you're going to cry. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Coco and the abuela in the movie, it's everyone's grandmother. Like, everyone. There's no, like, like there's no, at no point will I meet a Latino or Hispanic person who won't agree with that. That is our grandma. The grandma, 100%. the grandma is just, she's the best. She's, I mean, when, when she, she gets the there, there's one night she, she throws her shoe and then she goes, go get my shoe. Yeah, not go get my, yeah. No, go get um, my shoe. Also, here's another thing I want to say. I said this to, to Richard last night and he was like, oh my God, yes. Every character in that movie, I know them. I've met all of them. Like, down to the, the mariachi that, like, talks to Miguel at the beginning of the movie. I was like, dude, I know that. That's my friend's uncle, man. And then, like, the aunt. I'm like, yeah, I know that. I know that, Dia. Like, it's so <laughs> crazy. Like, they, all of the characters felt so real. And they, like, of course, the voice acting was what made it pop. But it felt so familiar and very grounded in what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Rap soon, but I love Coco. I loved that Frida Kahlo was in it. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was so oh, cool. Sarah, tell your story. Come on. What story? The one la- about last night. I think it's so cool. What? I know you wanted to keep it to yourself, but I think oh, it's so no, cool. Oh, no. I mean, and people have been making fun of me also online. No, it's so um, cool. It's so <laughs> well, cool. first tell of all, it, also, it. my review of Coco has made it into, like, all the commercials for oh, Coco. Oh, yeah! yeah. yeah. If you see the commercial, then it's like it's the best like movies and stories. Sarah movies. Sterling. Um, no, but last okay on my last on my last viewing yesterday, I realized that the conductor at the show at the end of the movie is supposed to be he's Michael Giacchino. Who's, yeah, he's conducting. Who, like condu- who was the composer for the score of Coco, and he also, of course, did like Up and uh, and a lot of other stuff that's not Pixar. Yeah, so it's like very clearly supposed to be Michael Giacchino, and I didn't catch it before because it's kind of an intense part of the movie, and I wasn't paying attention. And so I double checked with someone at Pixar to make sure I was correct, asked people to send me pictures of the conductor, and then I tweeted out, like, oh, guys, did you notice that the skeleton is supposed to be Michael Giacchino? And then he responded to me and was like, that's right. And then he made his profile picture on Twitter the skeleton version of himself. Like 15 minutes after Sarah tweeted at him. And I'm like, I did that. I made him do that. Nice. I think that's such a cool story. You know, like, it's such a champion for me. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's so cool. It's such a cool thing. You were literally the first person to catch it. No, I was not. No, I really wasn't. Like, that's that's why I'm I'm saying people are being You are the one that caused him to change it, therefore you're the only one that counts. But, like, people were tweeting at me. You're the only person in the world (laughs) that saw it. so cute. People are like, oh, you took you to your third time to notice. And I'm like, well, you didn't tweet about it, so. Yeah. I knew that from the trailer, you dummy. Um, that's all the time we have for this episode of Disney Movie News, but catch us every Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday. Thanks to everyone who's watching live. Right. Um, again, I'm Sarah Sterling underscore on Twitter, and where can everyone find you guys? They can find me on Instagram at Mr. Leo Zombie. I would really appreciate a follow. And uh, on Twitter at Leo Zombie. And you guys can find me all over the interwebs at Keaton Markey. And I, I would really love the follow followers because Fausta still has more followers than me. And <laughs> I lose sleep over it every night. I know she's a cute dog. we do our Star Wars movie. Thanks for watching. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.